God bless you and welcome to Yesterday Ended, Healing the Traumas of Life. I'm your host, Dennis Dobbin. Thank you so much for joining me today. Embarrassment, defeat, condemnation, guilt, shame, ridicule are just a few things from our past that can endeavor to haunt us. The memories of these things endeavor to attack and hold us back from the new creation we have been made in Christ. As a new creation, old things have passed away. Behold, all things are become new. The challenge is, will we hold on to the past or embrace the new life we have been offered? It is not always possible to forget the past. We remember the pain of bad events and the pleasure of sinful involvement in the world. There are trials and temptations from our past that try to pull us back into our yesterdays. In today's episode, I will be dealing with the trials and temptations of our past and how to rid ourselves of their power and overcome and be victorious in Christ. Give a listen. There have been many times in our lives where we have failed at something. Some of these situations can be life-changing, while others are simple disappointments. I missed a wonderful tea festival years ago because I failed to write down the date correctly. This festival is very large and unique, and it has happened ten times. I've only missed it twice. The second time I missed it, I was actually in the city of Darjeeling, India, drinking tea at a tea estate when the event happened. For those who do not know tea, Darjeeling is considered to be the champagne of tea. I actually got to visit where this great tea is grown. Such a blessing. But the other time I missed this tea festival is when I got the date wrong. At times, I can still feel disappointed at missing this wonderful celebration of tea. I am a very avid tea drinker, as you might gather. This morning, I am on my third cup of tea already, and it's not even ten o'clock. The disappointment, I feel, is not an occasion for deep grief, but yet I am still touched by the disappointment at times. Nothing tremendous at all. But I mention this moment in my life to show how even the most insignificant things can sometimes endeavor to latch onto our hearts and cause distress. Forgetting a significant date between yourself and a significant friend or significant other can definitely cause problems in our lives. Forgetting a birthday or an anniversary can be devastating to yourself and your significant other, be it friend or spouse. This is where our memory can betray us by bringing back into our memories this moment of failure. We can be haunted by this defeat. That is a trial many of us face. Then there's the challenge of remembering the pleasures of sin. Some of us have indulged ourselves in the things of this world, but have come to repent of them and have become free of their hold on us. Unfortunately, our senses can be triggered by memory and the temptation to relive those moments where, as Isaiah 44.20 tells us, we were feeding on ashes. We had come to worship a false idol, and the temptation to fall to our knees again tries to lure us back in. Unfortunately, 
The trials and temptations we face are a part of life in a fallen world which is controlled by our enemy. How can we come to a place to overcome these trials and temptations and say no to the past? When a lie of the past reappears, do I strike it down or do I cheer? Will I drop it quick or let it stay? My response will determine my way. Caught in the trap of mental temptation, will I turn to peace or allow the frustration? Will I re-enter the cycle of past defeat or remember in Christ I am complete? Reliving the old or living in the new, with death or life will I be endued. Pondering the past stops forward motion to what in my heart will I give devotion. Tempted to return to lies gone by, it is written, must be my reply. Thinking his promises, I come alive. The truth of God's word will make me thrive. As I said, trials and temptations are a part of this life. We are warned by Jesus that challenges would come our way. We see this in John chapter 16, verse 33. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. This word tribulation simply means pressure. The world wants to squash us. But Jesus spoke the truth to us that we might have peace. And he told us to be of good cheer. We can be of good cheer because he has overcome the world. And he is within us, and so we also are overcomers. We are overcomers as we hold on to the peace that comes from believing the truth. The context of this verse is concerning our ability to pray to the Father in Christ's name. It is about our relationship with the Father through Jesus. So are we in the world, or are we in Christ? The more we can live in him, we will be able to overcome the trials and temptations of the world. Look at the promise given to us in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. I never understood the depth of this verse for a long time. It seemed on the surface to be almost a magic wand that God would wave over me in a time of temptation and I would escape. Unfortunately, I failed and was tricked into the temptation time after time. I wondered why I was not able to escape. Finally, I came to realize I had a responsibility in resisting the temptation. I learned this next statement from a wonderful teacher named Graham Cook. With every problem, there is a promise and a provision. The problem is the temptation or trial or test, as this word literally means in the Greek. The promise is that God is faithful. God is faithful to care for us and to give us grace that enables us to endure and escape the temptation. The challenge is whether or not we will accept his grace and turn to his faithfulness and receive the promise and provision. 
we have to remember he has enabled us. He sent the Holy Spirit to be with us, to be our strength and our guide and our teacher and our comforter. God is faithful, so we are not alone. What do we turn to in a time of testing? In Romans chapter 12, verse 2, we have the following instruction. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. This is written in the imperative, in the Greek language, and therefore is a command, not a suggestion. We are commanded to not be conformed to this world. We're not to follow the design or the schemes of the world, but we are to be transformed, changed like the caterpillar to the butterfly by the renewing of our minds. To be conformed or to be transformed are both written in the passive. Something is trying to act on us. The world is trying to mold us into its design while God is trying to transform us from the old into the new by the renewing of our mind. The choice to allow either of these is up to us. We must put on the word and allow it to change our hearts. Without the intentional and continual reading and studying and meditating upon the word of God, we will fail in the trials and temptations every time. The question then comes to mind, what are we doing in our mind or our heart to defend ourselves from trials and temptations? There's a great section of the word in Matthew chapter 13 called the parable of the sower. Jesus describes different types of soil and what happens when the seed of the gospel is planted in it. We're going to pick it up in the middle in Matthew chapter 13, starting in verse 20. But he that received the seed into stony places, the same is he that heareth the word, and anon with joy receiveth it. The parable says there are four types of soil. Hard soil, stony soil, soil with thorns, and finally, good soil. The second type of soil is the stony type. It has been said of some people they got rocks in their heads. And because of those rocks, things don't grow very well. The seed that is being planted is the Word of God, the Gospel of Jesus. Those with stony soil, or a head and heart with rocks inside, initially receive the Word with joy, but then a problem appears, which we see in verse 21. Yet hath he not root in himself, but dureth for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the Word, by and by he is offended. Because of the rocks, there is no depth within the heart and mind of this person, and the word cannot take root. When tribulation or persecution comes their way, the word cannot be fruitful and give strength to this individual. These rocks can be hardened places in our heart, strongholds of the past. These past moments of doubt and unbelief become a poison to the seed of the word, and it dies off. We are left without defense and fall to the trials and temptations. The next type of soil has thorns in it. He also that receives seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word, and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and he becometh unfruitful. The care of this world are the pressures, 
and the deceitfulness of riches are the temptations that choke the word, and this person can again become unfruitful. I call these thorns attack weeds. If we are not good gardeners and tend to the soil of our heart, our garden will not be fruitful. We must work the soil diligently. Anyone who has worked in a garden realizes there is much work to be done. The soil must be prepared by removing rocks and weeds and making sure the soil is soft so that the seed can grow within it. The seed must be nurtured and watered so that it can grow. The last type of soil Jesus spoke about was the good ground in verse 23. But he that receives seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word and understandeth it, which also beareth fruit and bringeth forth some an hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Is our heart open and ready to receive the seed of God's word? Do we intentionally make time to read and study God's word, not just on a regular basis, but a daily basis? In a large garden, there is always something to do. Without the proper tending to our heart, we leave ourselves open to critters that will come in and attempt to eat our fruit. Without proper tending to our heart, weeds can start growing. Without proper tending to our heart, our fruit can wither. What kind of a gardener will you be this week? When a lie of the past reappears, do I strike it down or do I cheer? Will I drop it quick or let it stay? My response will determine my way. Caught in the trap of mental temptation, will I turn to peace or allow the frustration? Will I re-enter the cycle of past defeat or remember in Christ I am complete? Reliving the old or living in the new, with death or life will I be endued. Pondering the past stops forward motion. To what in my heart will I give devotion? Tempted to return to lies gone by, it is written, must be my reply. Thinking his promises, I come alive. The truth of God's word will make me thrive. When Jesus was tempted by the devil, his response was, It is written. If we do not have the scriptures written in our heart, we will be defenseless in trials and temptations. As the guards on the castle walls watched the horizon for the approach of an enemy, we also must be on guard. It is time to receive the seed of the word into a good heart and become fruitful.